Mervyn Hanley will inspire Mervyn Hanley will empower A voice powerful beyond measure He will keep us strong under pressure Touching the hearts and souls of family You will hear his voice through your tragedy Television online and overseas Tune in to Mervyn Hanley Good evening. Thank you for joining me tonight at the Blue Table. It's a peaceful and beautiful Tuesday evening. This podcast episode is brought to you with the kind compliments of the Development Bank of St. Kitts and Nevis, Anchor Podcast, Carl and Sons Bakery on St. Martin, and Affluent Homes on Nevis. Of course, you know that my name is Mervyn Henley, and I know that many of you are joining us tonight for the first time, so I ask that you download the podcast app, and search for the Blue Table with Mervyn Hanley and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Now, of course, when you subscribe to the Blue Table, you will not miss an episode. I want to say to you that the Blue Table can be heard this and every Thursday as well on Freedom FM. That's on Sinkits. That's on 106.5 FM at 1.15 p.m. And that's just before the popular issues program. And as of April 1st, the Blue Table will be aired on SOS Radio, the popular SOS Radio on St. Martin. So both French and Dutch sides will be able to listen to the Blue Table as of April 1st. And we will continue to spread our wings throughout the region and in some areas in the United States of America. Now... Tonight, my guest is a social media sensation, Kyle Marshall, and we agreed that this interview will be no holds barred. This means I can ask Kyle any and every question, if I choose to. Questions I think is appropriate, and uh, the questions will be centered around his life. I must also say, and to be clear, that Kyle has not offered or paid to do this exclusive interview. He was very receptive to the idea and suggested that I ask him anything. So that will be done tonight for sure. But before we hear from Kyle, let's uh, take a break and hear from the Development Bank of St. Kitts and Nevis and Anchor Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Customer Support Portal, where we have made it easier for you to contact us. It starts with your question, email, a message, phone call, or a search on our website. Our CSP provides prompt and efficient solutions to your problems. We pride ourselves on treating our clients responsibly and ensuring your information is kept safe. Log on to www.sknd.net and send us a ticket or email us at customersupport at sknd.com. You may also call us directly at 869-465-2288 extension 1322 or 954-353-1003. Mervyn Hanley will inspire. Mervyn Hanley will empower. A voice powerful beyond measure. He will keep us strong under pressure. Touching the hearts and souls of family. You will hear his voice through your tragedy. Television online and overseas. Tune in to Mervyn Hanley. And we're back. And as I promised, we are hosting an exclusive interview at the Blue Table this evening with Mr. Kyle Marshall. Kyle, thank you for joining me at the Blue Table. This has been long, long overdue as we would have made plans before this day and it did not materialize. But nothing happens before it is time to happen. And I want our listeners to know that, again, this is a no-holds-barred interview. Um, With you, (laughs) Kyle, has given me the permission to ask you anything or to challenge you on anything. We have not discussed the questions. And again, you were not paid for this interview. So, Kyle, I will give you 30 seconds to give any opening remarks or comments. And then I will get right to my comments and questions. Hi, good evening, um, ladies and gentlemen. Out there listening in Radio Land and, of course, on the Internet. My name is Kyle Marshall, formerly of St. and Nevis, who resides in the U.S. presently. Um, I don't know why. Generally, when I'm doing interviews, I'm not very much. I don't have any form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But this interview, I have to admit, there is a little bit that's <laughs> running through my body right now. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, before I contacted you, Kyle, for this interview this evening, I, sa- I took a deep breath. I'm like... Wait a minute. I am, I am, I feel like I'm interviewing. Is this, um, Prince Harry? Uh, one, some celebrity out there. So we will get, uh, straight to it. And again, thank you so much for, um, accepting the offer for me to interview you today, uh, tonight. Absolutely. 
Um, now, of course, most folks, Kyle, they know that you're from social media, that you're from social media. They know you from social media, rather. You're originally from St. Kitts and Nevis. Now you live in the United States. Now, what was that drive or spirit that made you decide, you know what, I've had enough of the St. Kitts and Nevis, or maybe I want to spread my wings. Let me try Canada where you were at one time, or let me try the United States. You, um, Yeah, so what was that? I don't think it was a matter of um, I had enough. Mm-hmm. I think it was a matter of me of wanting more at that time. Um, I have to say, caveatly, that um, at that time, St. Kitts did not or was not offering me what I wanted in life. And mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, trying somewhere else would be a little bit different and better. So I left. Um, I left in hopes of hoping to find something different and better. And I did. I did, in, um, did it in Canada. And while I was in Canada, I wanted a little bit more and I wanted to spread my wings again because... You know, I'm that individual. And yes. I said, you know, let me try the U.S. as well. And here I am and I'm enjoying it so far. And your life and your work, is it just social media revenue generated or do you work outside of social media? Or what exactly do you do, Kyle Marshall, on a day-to-day basis? Well, I get up and I go to work like everyone else. I do have in 925. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an office job that I sit down and I do every day like, you know, majority yes. of people. And then, of course, I do social media on the side. And I also do my own thing on the side where I um, sell stuff on the side like beauty products and mm-hmm. um you know, just just different things to generate more income for myself. You know, the, there's a favorite quote, and I'm not not verbatim here, but they said the only way someone will get really wealthy and rich is to have several streams of income. And I think I, I don't want to get rich; I just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I have several streams of income myself. Oh, that is great! Now you've announced to the world, or oh, well, the world knew, what, however you want to put it, that yes. you're gay. Um, yes. When did you come to that conclusion? I don't think if it, it was a matter of coming to the conclusion that I was gay. Mm-hmm. I think saying those words softens the tone of really saying that, hey, I was born this way. I think from the time I knew, knew myself, I knew that I was a gay man. Um, I think the challenge came in there of accepting that I'm a gay man because mm-hmm. of my cultural upbringings, my social upbringings, and of course my religious background. Um, knowing and accepting is two different things. So I always knew that I was gay. But accepting the fact that I was gay was always has always been a challenge when I was growing up until I became, I want to say, around um, 10, 11, 12. I started, you know, doing things where I wasn't photoshopping my truth anymore to fit mm-hmm. in anyone's frame. I, I, I painted the picture of who I am and what I am, and I lived my life as such. And everyone either had two options. They either did not pick up that frame or they picked it up and embraced that frame. So it's never a point where I was trying to come out of the closet because I was never in the closet to begin with. But accepting it was a little bit different. But I always knew. And that is why I I wonder, though, Kyle, um, is this... Would you say this was one of the reasons why you decided to move to America where you feel that you can be yourself in somewhat of a way or it it did not matter then? I don't think it mattered because as I said to someone recently when I traveled back to St. Kitts, there is nothing that I'm doing in America that I did not do home. While I was living in St. Kitts, might I add, I had a boyfriend. Um, I lived in Burdock at one point in time and everybody knew I had a boyfriend. He was with me everywhere I went. Um, it was no secret. Um, so coming out of St. Kitts and Nevis to come to Canada and to come to America, it was not a, a point where I said I need to leave to explore my sexuality or to live mm-hmm. a comfortable life because of such, because I did all of that back home. I think why I left to say it was basically to gain a better life on a broader spectrum and not limiting it to my sexuality only because my sexuality has never defined who I am, right? So I left for a broader spectrum to better myself, my family, my mom, of course. So it was more a bigger thing than just my sexuality. Okay. It was more a bigger thing, uh, more than your sexuality, as you just mentioned. And this leads me to this question then. The world, they know, we, we know that you are gay. We understand that. Some will argue and ask, do you think it is necessary, though, to to what some folks termed as uh, throw it in their faces every day, whether it's on social media? Why do you feel the need to remind everyone that on every chance you get that you're gay? Is it a selling marketing point or what is it really? So it's 
funny that you asked that question because if you're going to look at me and think that it's a selling point or a marketing point, Minke mm-hmm. is not something new. It is, it's the oldest trade in the book. Um, I think people need to understand that anything that makes them uncomfortable, they question it. And for me, coming out boldly and saying, I am a gay man, it makes people question not only themselves, but question science and question everything around them, their biblical teachings, their cultural teachings, mm-hmm. and their social norms. So I don't think it's a matter of throwing it in anyone's face. I think people are not... You, they don't genuinely, generally hear a young black Caribbean man mm-hmm. say, "I am gay," boldly and you know, just upfront. Do they have to hear? Do they have to hear it almost every day, though? It's not a matter of they have to hear it, and I think it's a great reminder when they do. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think I live my life on saying. Well, I wonder if they should hear it. I think I live my my life and reminding them that the LGBTQ community do exist. A gay man do exist and can be just as bold as a heterosexual man. For example, we see a lot of heterosexuals on social media every day flaunting their love and their relationships with, you know, their partners, and rightfully so, I endorse mm-hmm. that. But every time a gay man or a gay woman does it, it's taboo, it's talked about in a very negative way. So me being so bold and honest and upfront with myself, I think it's a great reminder to society that we are here, and we've been here, and we are going to stay here. What is the most important on the agenda for you as far as um, the LBGTQ community? <clears throat> I'll say it's LG. BTQ community. Mm-hmm. I think the most, um, for me personally, I don't want to say to legalize our rights, even though that would be a thing I would love to see in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think for me is that I would love society to understand, to understand that we are here and I don't want them to accept our lifestyle if they don't. I think for me, I would love for them to respect it. And when I say respect the LGBTQ um, lifestyle, not from a place of loving us and being with us every mm-hmm. day and parading with us, it's from a point of respecting us from a human aspect. Because a lot of the times when we come out as gay or bisexual or trans, whatever it is, um, or respect the respect that the community and society gives to us, even our very own families, it decreases. So as a human being, I don't think it is fair for us as a society or community to diminish respect based on who you are as a person, mm-hmm. but who you are as a human being overall, you should be respected. So you don't have to accept it, but I'm asking society to look into themselves and respect us as human beings. And I think we'll go a long way from that. Uh, Kyle, I must ask you, I know that you've spoken about this on social media, about others, not about yourself. I, I cannot recall if you if you spoke about it about yourself, and if so, I, I stand to be corrected. But have you ever been sexually abused growing up? I won't say I was sexually abused. I was sexually assaulted a few times. I, I won't say abused because the word abuse means, means that the penetration did happen. Well, caveat, yes, you can say abuse because oral sex was performed at a very young age on adults. Um, so, yes, you can say sexually abused, but I wanted to be very clear. Mm-hmm. There's a different. There's a difference between both, even though that they're linked. I wasn't right. penetrated as a kid growing up. I was more performing oral sex on adults as a child. And do you look back now and these and how do you feel about these individuals right now when you think about it or you look back at those experiences? I would like to say that I'm okay, but realistically I think that's one trauma and that's one um that that's sexual abuse and sexual assault is one piece of trauma that I don't think ever go away. Mm-hmm. I think what therapy does and I've done that before I think therapy helps you to cope with it and find ways of not being so anxious about it when you see it appears in front of you again. When I say you see it, I mean you see the perpetrators appear in front of you again. Mm-hmm. It gives you ways in which that you can deal with that trauma and help you to navigate through life and not letting that trauma dictate where you go. But when I see these individuals, when I came back home and I, see some, I saw some of these individuals, um, I was prompted with two options. I said, should I have a conversation with this individual? Not to bash them or to make them feel bad, but just to let them know that what they did in the past was not right and hoping that they don't allow this behavior to go on any further. And then the other part of me was just like, just leave them alone. It's so far and long gone. Just, just let it go. So, yeah, but I did the latter part. I just let it go. Okay. Why you mentioned therapy? Why did you have to take therapy? Um, 
with any form of trauma, um, you need some help sometimes in dealing with trauma. And I find that in the black community, in the African-American community, we don't deal with our trauma with outside help. We try to deal with our trauma internally, and that may lead us to other things. Oh, what, what I should have asked is uh, what experience you had that required therapy or you thought required therapy? <clears throat> well, I wouldn't really say, well, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, growing up, because I was exposed and introduced to um, men having sex mm-hmm. with men, the way I was introduced to it was in a very aggressive way. Um, it was in, in a very territorial way. It was in, in, a, in, a, in a very vicious way. I wasn't introduced to the sexual lifestyle in the LGBT community as something soft and compassionate and understanding mm-hmm. and loving. It was just like, one bam, bam, you're done. You go your way, I go my way. So as an adult, as I grew older and I started forming relationships, um, I, I, I quickly recognized that I lived my life and I had these relationships and I was doing exactly what was done to me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why relationships weren't lasting. I couldn't understand the value of my body outside of sex, right? So I thought to myself that what if I can take the necessary steps to understand what had happened to me? Because at that, those points I didn't. <clears throat> and then I can, you know, basically help, find some outside help in navigating how I move throughout life in terms of building better relationships and whether that may be just romantic or just sexual relationships, whatever have you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought, I, I thought of the therapy and I went and I did therapy for that to help me to understand what happened to me does not define me in where I go forward, but help me to understand that it has happened. And we are going to help you to move forward with it and understanding what has happened to you. I understand you completely. Kyle, let's get in a quick break. And when we come back, I want to ask you questions about your social media platform. Uh, We'll be right back. We're going to hear from Carl and Sons on St. Martin. We'll be right back with the Kyle Marshall interview. I'm very hungry. Whoa, was that your stomach? You need to get on down to Carl and Son's Unique Bakery, your number one spot for sandwiches, pastries, cakes, and more for breakfast and lunch. Are you in a rush? Call in your order at 543-1059 for town and 544-2462 for Cold Bay. Follow their Facebook page to see their daily lunch specials. Carl and Son's, the right choice since 1982. Mervyn Hanley will inspire. Okay, so far so good. And thank you again for accepting this invitation for being at the Blue Table. Now, a few months ago, you did a fundraising drive during COVID and that was phenomenal. And I must applaud you for that. I think you raised over, if I'm not mistaken, over $30,000 on social media. How did that come about? Pardon? 32,000. 32,000. How did that come about and um, the responses that you, the feedback you've got from that? Okay. So during COVID, when COVID first started, I had a conversation with um, my very good friend, Sandra Wallace. She lives Mm -hmm. in um, Florida. And I was saying to her that there's so much people on social media complaining about, you know, the shutdowns and stuff like that. At that point, I had lost my job as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was in a position where I was comfortable. And I say comfortable, meaning that I did not feel the brunt of not having food on my table as yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to Sandra, if this thing continues for my long time, I am going to help a family within Sinkets and one in Nevis. And we both agreed that when it does come around to that point, we will. And then I said, you know what, about two days later, I said, you know what, let me change the dynamics on this a little bit. I went on social media. I said, I would pledge $50 of my own money. I wanted to help four families, two Nevis and two in St. Kitts. So mm-hmm. I went on my social media, did a live. I said, hey, and I targeted Scotty because Scotty lives in San Francisco, Scotty Hanley. And I said, Scotty, send me $50. Let's help two families, two in St. Kitts, two in Nevis. And I never thought that it would be anything over $500, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I did the live for about 20 minutes, and then about after I did the live, when I got off live, it was $750. Mm-hmm. 
By the time I drove home, which was 15 minutes later, it was 1,080. I said, wow, this thing is picking up. It's going. Mm -hmm. And then everybody started contacting me about donating. A lot of overseas nationals started, you know, contacting me, went to 1,500, and they went to 2,000. And then the numbers keep climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And I said, you know what? This is going to take off more than what I think it would. Let me get a team in place that can help me distribute the money in Senkits and in Nevis. So I contacted Sister Sensia in Senkits and I contacted Wasim Richards in Nevis. I said, hey, I need a team in Nevis and I need a team in that can distribute this money because I don't live there. I don't know who is in need of help. I don't want you to go to the government channels, which is social services. I want to actually reach the people who need the money. Yes. So with all the donations that I've collected, I thought to myself, when, it, when I remember when it got to $2,500, I said, I need to put a little bit more time and effort into this. So I shut myself down completely for the next four days. And every receipt of every donation that came in, I placed that donation on social media i screenshot it edited the person's name and put it on social media just for transparency reasons mm -hmm. and there were four to five people reached out to me and said kyle i'm making this donation i don't want you to post that i make it i said can i take out your name they says no it was four or five of them but everybody else i posted their donation there were two people who reached out to me and says you're doing something so great. I want to bless you with something specifically for you. And Mervyn, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, you were one of those persons who reached out to me and said, you want to bless me with something specifically for me. And I disobeyed what you did, what you said. Even though you said it was specifically for me, I felt that... You, put me on, was, you did put me on the spot. I did. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. um, I, you asked, you told me that it's for me, and I'm not going to give the figure. You told me it was for me, but it was a very good donation. And um, I took it, and I said, you know what? This donation can help with your families. And I put the donation in the drive. Because at that point in time, it, I thought it would have been selfish of me to hold on to that money, knowing that I was going to be comfortable for the next 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 months. Mm -hmm because of what I had for myself personally. So I thought that any money that I, I, I gained through this, I'm not going to take anything for myself, but I'm going to give it back to St. Kitts and Nevis. And that's where that donation drive started, where it was at, and where it's finished. Wow, that was phenomenal. I know that, of course, with everything you do, and we're not going to talk about the critics in this regard, but of course, everything you I do. Can. with <laughs> Yeah, but... <laughs> you you did you did you did a regardless of how what people may think of you i believe that you did a a fantastic job and then the team that came along and um those it was well needed at the time and your your blessings will come or maybe they came already now um you spoke about the lives that you have done and i'm gonna get to that but um now kyle people get to see two sides of you i know you 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 say that there is kyle and then there is glenroy i think that's your correct. um correct your birth name right yes okay yes. so the people get to see two sides of you they see the good side where you appear to be so inspiring um you know always the, the well not always but the motivational, the motivating side of you. And then yes. there is another side and some call it the, the bully side or the side you, the, you would hear words like you're so violent, so negative and mm -hmm. on your, you're doing your Facebook lives and you curse people out or mm -hmm. you go after them. You, you speak about the files you have on people. Um, yes. you know, so, so, so I am confused. How do, how can we differentiate? And aren't you being, um, contradictory there in terms of one side being the positive side and the other side being this person that maybe some folks wish they did not know okay good question and i'll answer it this way my answer may not stick but here's the beauty about it mervyn mm -hmm. as individuals as human beings we all have many different side and aspects to us as the life we live right, right? some of us are able to do it openly and some of us hide to do some of the things privately i pride myself on living a very authentic and open life whether that may be the good the bad the in between and the ugly while we are coming from a culture where you only want to see the pat on the back and not the smack on the feet i think it is very important for me to live my life if different different to what society as um will accept so here's the beauty about it there is that nurturing side to kyle there is that caring side to kyle there also is that 
side of Kyle that would drag you instantly if you play with me. And what I don't want to do is to let people think that I just get up randomly and drag anybody, right? Because here's the beauty about it. For anyone that I've had a dispute with, and I would call it a dispute, and when there's a dispute, you have to defend yourself because people don't go to court because they agree. People go to court because there's a dispute, and when you're in court, you have to defend yourself. Now, every time I've had to defend myself, a lot of people may look at that and see that as I'm dragging somebody or I'm cursing somebody, but they don't. But you do. But you do curse. You do curse. You do use profanity and all of that. So, what makes the usage of profanity a negative thing? Okay, so hear this now, Kyle. You Mm -hmm. you speak a lot about children, and I see on your recent trip that you visited schools. And uh-huh. these children, they are inspired by you and they're like, oh, that's Kyle Marshall. We, we, we look at you on Facebook or we see you on Facebook. Now, do you think that that, that side of Kyle is uh, that you're being an example to the and mentor to these children? Marvin, we just had President Donald Trump being who he was publicly, we're not, privately. We're not spe- but we're not on, speaking about on, Donald hold, Trump. Hold on. So I'm going to get to me. We just mm-hmm. had a president such as Donald Trump. We have many presidents and prime ministers in the Caribbean, as we speak, who have said and done things just like myself, mm-hmm. equivalent to what I've done, and even worse. But I'm not going to talk about the broad spectrum of things. We're talking about Kyle. So let me go down to Kyle. Mm-hmm. No matter what kyle does there are going to be some people who will agree and there are going to be some people who are going to disagree Mm -hmm. what i am doing today i am not and let me repeat i am not in a position to help to change anybody's mind to like kyle when i started this kyle marshall brand it was started on something that was very negative Mm -hmm. right And I was loved through it, before it, and after it. And today, I still hold the same love and even more. Because I can tell you, from a business standpoint, nothing has changed. In fact, I have grown. From a social standpoint, nothing has changed in terms of declining. I have grown. When I come to St. Kitts, if I am going out for 2 o'clock, I have to leave home at 12 o'clock or 12.30 because I have to be stopped every single time to be asked a question, to ask to take a picture or something. But let us not look at that aspect. Let us go into something a little bit more closer. If you are going to hold me accountable for the way my delivery is, we are going to have to do that to everybody across the board. You cannot and I will not allow anyone to hold me accountable for my delivery as a social media person. But everyone everyone doesn't wish to be a public figure, though. That's you. Yes, I don't wish to be a public figure. I think I was given that platform because of my truth and honesty, the way I speak. Mm -hmm. However, if you are going to hold me accountable for the kids, and that's what you just said, and many other persons have said that in the past, are we going to hold the politicians accountable when they get on the campaign trail? Because they themselves have done and said a lot more things that is detrimental to our society and their platform is much bigger than mine on the campaign trail and in government headquarters discussing the people's business. So all that I I am not saying that everything I say is right. I am going to take take responsibility and hold myself accountable that I can do better. But what takes me off to the left is when persons try to hold me accountable and see me and deem me as a bully. But when the politicians do the same thing because they're so loved and revered for politics, they give them a pass. Have you, have you, have you ever thought about that? Maybe these people who will come to you and say, Kyle, I think that you need to tone this down because of, you know, you need to have more respect because they do actually care about you. Have you thought about that these people have your best interest at heart? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Kyle Marshall is a brand. And although I may change and tweak certain things to do certain things a little bit different, I am not going to change how I started. And I'm not here to say that I will always cuss people. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm here to say is that Kyle Marshall is a brand and a brand that I've created that has worked and is working and will continue to work whether I keep it the way it is 
or I change it a bit, but I'm not going to allow anybody to turn me into the next pastor, priest, or Christian. Because I find that we have a lot of pastors out there, and they're not sending the message, and the message is not being received. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of you out there, a lot of ministers out there, and the message is not being received. So when I come on Facebook Live, and I say something in a very derogatory way, and a parent is going to reach out to me and say, Kyle, you're right. Um, I need to look into this more with my son or my daughter, or I need to look into this more. I think my message is well received, and I think my mission is accomplished. So we can take this from what you're saying, that you're not going to stop being the the one side being an inspiration, and the next side, Kyle goes on the attack. That's not going to stop, basically. No, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. And I, I know you're looking for a clear cut answer. And I know the listening public may be looking for a clear cut answer. What I'm saying is, Kyle Marshall is always going to be Kyle Marshall when needs be, and when needs be to be Glenroy Marshall. Glenroy Marshall will always show up when Glenroy Marshall is needed. Um, I think it is fair to say that I have done both very well. Um, and I am going to continue being Kyle Marshall and Glenroy Marshall when needs be and if asked to show up. Because I can show up as both. <laughs> now, on that note, um, in St. Kitts and Nevis, and I can speak, of Kitts, speak about St. Kitts and Nevis because I have seen this and I'm familiar with uh, some names. You have gotten into some, um, if I may say, public spats with some other social media influencers. And I hope they do not mind me um, calling a few of their names tonight if we're going to have a, a real and honest conversation. I know okay. one DJ, a popular um, radio disc jockey, uh, EK, the real right of Freedom FM. There seem to be some, I don't know if you have beef with him or him have beef with you. I, I, there seem, just seem to be some cold tension and you see the words fly all across social media. And then there was one time I saw um, one of the top promoters on the on the island, um, Fons. Um, yes, Fons. I see that was another back and forth. I was very taken aback by what I was seeing between both of you there. And there have been some others. But um, those two I mentioned because of their public appeal or whatever the case may be. And, and because all of you, you have thousands of fans and the battles at times, I tell you, why? Why the public trashing? And and do you have any regrets? And what would you say today? If you see EK of, of funds, uh, what would you say to them today? Can we just all you, get along? Can't we just about, all get along? You asked about, I love your Kumbaya moment. It's not going to happen though. But anyways, um, you asked about two names there and I'm going to expound on both of them. Um, where EK is concerned, I've never addressed this publicly. I've told a friend as to where the confrontation came from. Mm -hmm. In 2017, I remember supporting um, when Nevis had election. I was supporting the CCM party. And you know me, I love politics. And that time was a very pivotal time for me because of the fact that I was promoting CCM's agenda quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I will do that today, tomorrow, any other day. And um, I was being chastised for, for um, pushing CCM's agenda. And um, Ike, because you called his name, I'm going to call his name as well. He went on the radio one afternoon and he said verbatimly, that one I got up there in Texas, at that time I lived in Texas, if um, why he don't come home and vote since he wants to stay up there and tell people who to vote for. Mm -hmm. I think that was a very clear shot and everybody knew who he went near. And he was talking about the Facebook bullying act aspect and stuff like that. And... I, when he made that statement, everyone knew he meant me, mm -hmm. insinuating that I could not come back to saying this because I lived in America illegally, um, which was absolutely false. Um, because I think around that time I shared with you some documents which you've never passed on to anyone else, which was, you know. Yes. Um, Ike and I were very good friends prior to that. When Ike went on um, radio station and made that statement and insinuating that I was here illegal and stuff like that, I found that was very disingenuous of him, knowing that we were we were cool. I can't say we were mm -hmm. friends, but we were cool enough that mm -hmm. we've had private discussions that would not be shared. You know, just, just friendly here and there and stuff like that. Um, I would like to state, though, Ike, I don't think Ike is anywhere shape or form homophobic because a lot of people feel that I feel he's homophobic, but that's where my distancing came from when he came to EK. He went on the air and he made that statement, which he knew was false, but I think he did it 
did it for radio. But when we're doing certain things, sometimes we have to understand that everybody doesn't have to accept it. And I know that as well for me. I was just about to say, just like social media. Yeah, I'm aware of that Mm -hmm. as well. When I say certain things, and I I don't expect everybody to accept it. And that's one of the consequences that we all have to live with. And that is the reason why Mervyn, you know, sometimes I see certain things on radio about you. And I will never, ever take part in it. Like a comment, share it, Mm -hmm. nothing. Because of the respect I have for you as a friend, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the thing now. So that's where my distancing came in with Ike. I've never said anything negative about him because I really don't care. I completely blocked him out. Nothing. I came to St. Kitts twice after that statement was made. And I've seen him both times. And I just kept it cool, kept it calm, and kept it straight. We had no exchange of words, which I appreciated. Um, In terms of funds... I gave my public opinion. I gave my opinion publicly of what I thought. Um, I would like to state as well, a month prior to that blow up, Fonts and I had a conversation about an hour and 15 minutes conversation over the phone. He called, he messaged me, he asked for my number on Facebook. We had a conversation because he was, I felt he was going after Wasim Bits and I made a post and he thought it best to call me and talk to me about it. And I shared my number with him. He called me, we talked. And we spoke about a lot of different things. But this mm-hmm. thing between me and Fonz aged back from 2015, 16, 17. Every year, they would complain about Noah being the carnival chairman and stuff like that. And I said to Fonz repeatedly over the years, I want you to go into carnival, be one of their, their, their volunteers, go in, learn the culture, learn the committee. So when it's time for you to take over, you can take over and master it. Do mm-hmm. I think funds would be a good candidate, would have been a good candidate for the job? Absolutely. But at that time, I did not wish to see him or anyone who does not have the experience to be the Cannibal chairman. I think Cannibal has come a long way, and I think you need somebody to pick it up and take it to the next level. Now, I gave my opinion as a private citizen and as a social media blogger, as most may call it, and funds thought it best to pick it up and come after me, not only with you know, just giving his rebuttal, Mm -hmm. but he also went private, personal, sorry, about a few things. And there's two things you don't do. You don't target my personal life if I didn't target yours, and you don't go after, you don't mention anything about my mother, right? And he did those two things, and that made me reply, and that's when it went really completely left. I have no issues with funds. I've given my public opinion, and I still, I'm going to stand on that still. I do not wish to see him as cannibal chairman until he goes in, learn the art of carnival, learn the carnival committee, and then take over and could take carnival to the next level. Do I think he can? Absolutely. But with time, not right now. Now, um, you, 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 Kyle, I, 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 I listened to you moments ago, but one of the things that I, you would say on social media at times that you have files and you have receipts and, and stuff like that. Now, let, let me ask you, and obviously you're proud of it because you just said, of course. Now, what, what do you get out of, though, um, collecting? Or how does this work? What do you get out of collecting files and receipts about people, um, information about pe- your enemies and stuff like that? How, you, is it that if you have to use them, you just use them and embarrass them? What, why the, 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 the boast, oh, I have receipts on this person or that person. You will say that publicly at times. So I'm just asking, yes, what is it? Does that give you some kind of drive? Dr. Drew was on Freedom FM a few weeks ago, and he was explaining to Junior about a matter before the court, and he was saying that he has his files and he has his, um, his information, but he was not ready to release it yet. I'm going to ask you a two-part question. It's rhetorical, though. You don't have to answer. Why was he okay to say that and did not bring the information to the public? But when Kyle says it, it's different. Okay, but Kyle, Kyle. Okay, I can answer that question. question. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So here's the beauty about life in general. Um, When you are going to chastise me for something that I'm doing wrong. It was a question. It was a question. And I'm answering. Okay. When you are going to chastise me about doing something that is wrong, right? Because I'm doing it wrong publicly, but you're doing the same thing wrong privately. Why is it my wrong should be highlighted and not yours? Don't answer. So here's my philosophy behind that. Mm -hmm. If you're going to say to me that, this is hypothetically speaking, if you're going to say to me that you, Kyle, you're not a man. Mm -hmm. You don't pay to clean your car. 
Mm-hmm. And I come back and I say to you, well, this is a court document here. You're not paying your child support as a man. Which one is worse? Mm-hmm. Is that being bullying? Is that being wrong to tell your truth after you've just told mine? Or because it hurt more because of who we are talking about? That makes it all of a sudden so bad and so wrong. But you just made a, a comparison there with Dr. Drew. I'm, I'm sure whatever files Dr. Drew had, he was speaking no, 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 more let, of a... Let, let, let's forget, let's okay. forget the doctor. But you, when you speak, but when you speak of receipts, Kyle, let, let's be, when you speak of receipts and you have this and that, I don't think that you're, you're speaking about something that can be very, very embarrassing and correct me if I'm wrong to the person. It's the truth. But why, why, why would you want to do that though? But, but why would you want to do that though? Oh, I'm just asking. I'm asking you. I can ask anybody else who, why, why, why do you want to do that though? So here's the beauty about it. Again, I just ask you, if you're going to try to embarrass me and say you ain't paying for your car wash, right? Mm-hmm. You're embarrassing me by doing that. So we are, what, we are, what you're doing and what we are doing and what we've continued to do is to use a thermometer to measure how embarrassing something is and not actually calling it all embarrassment. Right? Because when you're going to say to me, hypothetically, you ain't paying for your car wash. But when I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that you're not paying your child support. So me telling you your truth, you're not paying your child support, automatically becomes embarrassing. But you telling me I'm not paying for my car wash is not embarrassing. But Kyle, 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 let's get real here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even though someone tells you that, Kyle... Kyle Marshall doesn't respond just how you said it. You respond with um, that and more. So then you're asking me about my delivery then? Well, both. Okay. I cannot come on my social media platform and act like Pastor Lincoln. I cannot come on social media and act like EK or Juni Leibard or um, Patches. I have to give you Kyle. And if my way of giving you Kyle does not resonate with you, you have two options to block and delete or don't listen. Right? I am not forcing it down anybody's throat. The reason why people tune in and listen continuously and the numbers has been growing over the years and months is because they recognize the truth, the untold truth, the truth that nobody really wants to talk about. The the kitchen table talks that I give you guys, mm-hmm. it's resonating with more and more people because they're hearing the actual truth of reality. I am not going to I hear you. Tell you what. And um, folks, um, while you're listening to this great interview, please subscribe to the podcast while you're here. Um, Just download the app and subscribe to The Blue Table with Mervyn Henley. We will take a quick promo break and uh, we'll be right back as I wrap up this interview with Kyle Marshall. We'll be right back. It's been a while that you're thinking or dreaming of your new home. Let Affluent Homes turn that dream into reality. Leave it to us to deliver. A team of architects and designers have created award-winning designs. We will work with you to develop the distinctive look you envision. For real estate development, property sales and management, you must think of Affluent Homes Limited. Check out our website at www.affluenthomesnevis.com or email us merchant at merchantlc.com or call us today at 1-869-665-2121 Affluent Homes Limited Mervyn Hanley will inspire Mervyn Hanley will empower A voice powerful beyond measure He will keep us strong under pressure Touching the hearts and souls of family You will hear his voice to your tragedy Television online and overseas Tune in to Mervyn Hanley and we are back and i'm telling you i i appreciate your time again for this interview i I love the dialogue and i can do this for another hour but as we wrap up kyle let's talk some politics shall we yes um and we're going to keep it local and when i say local for those who are across the region and international um listening to this podcast i'm speaking about the local politics of st kitts and nevis now it is known that you support the team unity government i believe originally you're a pam you're a supporter of the people's Correct. action movement and um so what about the team unity government you love and appreciate 
I don't think I love the, t- the team unity government. I think I hate it, Douglas. You, you what? I didn't hear that. I don't think I... It, it was a matter of... At first, I didn't love the team unity government, and I will categorically state that I am one of them that was not for a team unity government. Mm-hmm. I think my, my support for them, though, came about because I'm a PAM at heart. Okay. And when the PAM, the People's Action Movement came to us and said, we are going to form a team unity government, I was, you know, I was open to lending my support to them. And also because I did not like or tolerated a Douglas-led administration. Okay. In Team Unity, because of the coalitions coming together, Kyle, you know that there are egos and there are sides that some take, even though it's a Team Unity. So I must ask you this question. Do you support Timothy Harris as Prime Minister? I support Timothy Harris as Prime Minister, as the mandate stated he will serve two terms. I support that. And do I, I support him in the first term, and I, I am going to support him in the second term that he's in right now. But had a third term come along and he wants to run again as prime minister, I, it's not something I could support. But I do support him as prime minister. Okay. And so let me ask you this follow-up question. Now, after Timothy Harris, and if he would serve his, uh, his two terms, after Timothy Harris, who would you like to see as the next prime minister of St. Kitts and Nevis? I would love to see the Honourable Mark Brantley as Prime Minister of St. Kitts and Nevis. Mark Brantley. Why yes. Mark Brantley and not the Honourable Sean Richards, who is actually Deputy Prime Minister, but also not only Deputy Prime Minister, he's also leader of the People's Action Movement, whom you came out of, the bosom of the People's Action Movement. So why Mark Brantley and not Sean Richards? I think we all have our personal preference within the party. And me supporting Matt Brantley does not mean or in any way, shape or form that I would not support Sean as the prime minister. And I want to say, make it category clear, category, category clear that I do like Sean as a minister. I do like Sean as a person. I don't know him personally, personally. Mm-hmm. I think I've only spoken to Sean probably three to four times in my whole entire life. Um, as a minister, I support him, but in, within a party itself, we all have our preferences, and my preference would be the Honourable Mark Brantley. Why Mark Brantley? Why Mark Brantley? I think over the years, we've seen Mark Brantley have ex- super exceeded his ministry um, as foreign affairs minister. I think um, when it comes to the, the power of the St. Kitts How has he exceeded his ministry? I have to ask these questions. No, How no, has no, I'm, he? I'm I'm okay. giving you. I think over the years we've seen Matt Brantley put Saint Kitts and Nevis passport in a position where it has never ever been before. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, and I'm going to speak about a personal experience, um, more personal experiences. Matt, I, I think Matt understands politics from a modern day and age. Matt doesn't hide behind the walls anymore for me. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard this being echoed across the board. He is a man that we all can relate to, just like Sean. I think Sean does a very good job at this as well, too. He's a people's person. He doesn't use his, um, his, his ministerial status or his political status to hide behind the curtains. He comes out in the ghettos and the gullies and whatever have you, and he speaks to people. Um, I just personally think Mark would be a very good prime minister to push St. Kitts and Nevis forward in the next direction. And I think it's time Nevis on a whole holds such high stature within St. Kitts. I think over the years, Nevis has been left on the back burner with a lot of different things. And I think it's time that we start giving Nevis his equal share. So you are mostly impressed with um, the fact that he was able to, as foreign minister, well, under his leadership, uh, as far as building that, uh, the, our passport, the St. Kitts and Nevis passport and making it one of the top passports uh, in the world, right? And uh, of course, you mentioned your personal interactions with him and see him in a personal capacity, then that would make him... Um, your choice of being prime minister, well, f- the next prime minister of St. Kitts and Nevis. Yes. Um, are you impressed with anyone on the opposition side of the Labour Party? Um, you know, I, 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 I would say no at this present moment, and I can give you a little bit of a background as to why I said no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, while I was doing my COVID-19 donation drive, I reached out to every single one of them and none of them answered. Um, I don't know if they did not answer for political reasons or they were just busy at the moment. I'm going to leave that open and for the public to decide. I think Marcella actually answered after the drive was over and um, she missed the message. And of course, that's, 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 that's possible as well. Um, but as, um, as of right now, I don't think I'm impressed with any one of them at the moment, no. And this has nothing to do with politics itself. Mm-hmm. I just have, I, I, they just doesn't, they, no. <laughs> and finally, Kyle, I know you spoke about her earlier, your mom, <laughs> your mom, how is she? I can feel the love that you have for your mom and, and um, the, the, the way you speak about her on social media and the jokes and stuff between you two, how is she doing? And what, 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 what uh, moment that you can share with us that you've had a, and bonded with your mom? Um, I think a mother's love is second to none. And mm-hmm. um, I think when it comes to my mom, I just know and I saw what she did for us as kids. And I think it is my duty now to return that favor. I, th- I remember my grandmother said to me a few years ago, once a man, twice a child. And I never understood what that meant until I got older. Mm-hmm. And just to give you one, I, I recall one moment when I first moved to Canada, me and my mom wasn't on very good speaking terms and there was one time in Canada I was going through a very rough time I was missing home and everything and I called her and I said I was crying I said I'm ready to come home I want to come home she said you can always come back you always have a place to go and that just helped me to understand that you know mothers are second to none you know mm-hmm. what I mean so she's always she has always been my pride and my joy and she will always be my pride and my joy until I die I think one of my main goals in life is to be in a position where if she ever needs me and when she does because I know there'll be a point when she needs me mm-hmm. that I'm her first child will step up because we will have a fight with the rest who's gonna have her and that would be me I must win well well from social media it's obvious that you you never back down you always want to come out on top right yeah and i've always won just so you know (laughs) (laughs) kyle i want to thank you so much for your time and please do not be a stranger at the blue table and I'll, i'll give you your final words to to the blue table audience all right. Well, I just want to thank each and every single one of you for listening today and all who are going to share and have these little side conversations between there and there. You guys are more than happy to do so. And I'm also going to give you guys my social media handles. It's um, my Instagram. It's at Kyle, K-H-Y-L-E underscore E. And same thing for Facebook. And you guys can check out my website from next week. It's going to be www.kylemarshall.com. That's K-H-Y-L-E-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. Com. I have a few stuff there waiting to give to you guys. With that being said, Marvin, thank you so much for having me and your Blue Table Talk family. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kyle. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Kyle Marshall there for you. What a wonderful and very substantial discussion that we've had this evening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and please do join us again tomorrow evening for a similar presentation. I am Mervin Hanley and I am saying goodnight to you. Murphy Hanley will inspire